0: Here we go. To my listeners in the United States and around the world, hello and welcome for tuning in to We Live on a Planet. I thank you so much. I'm grateful. I'm labeling this one, Be Grateful. Episode 492. Missed my episode Monday. Sorry about that if you were expecting an episode Monday. I was expecting to put one out. I'll let you know what happened later on in the show, why we couldn't do that but it is friday june 18th 2021 currently let's put one in for the archives for future generations for somebody that might stumble upon we live on a planet in another hundred years it's 55 degrees currently in the city of oswego feels like 54 highs are going to be about 75 degrees fahrenheit winds are out of the south southeast at seven miles per hour we got that out of the way we got a lot to talk about today When we come back We'll dive right into all of our things that we normally do Thank you so much for giving me your time Sit back, relax, enjoy When we come back We'll do our thing We'll be right back And thank you for tuning back in. Here's our here's our quote. This is from Zig Ziglar. The greatest source of happiness is the ability to be grateful at all times. Let's read that one more time. The greatest source of happiness is the ability to be grateful at all times. Thank you for the gong we got to have the gong. We're so used to having the gong. Without it, we'd be like, whoa, where's my zen gong? Uh, it was hard to find happiness and great gratitude on Monday because I woke up, felt fine, and then I got sick. And it was not, if you follow the show, you know I have this thing called cyclic vomiting syndrome is what they think it is. Sounds terrible. It is terrible. It comes on like the thief of a night, it makes me terribly, terribly violently ill. I can't keep anything down, water, anything. I get the chills, the fevers, the shakes. My bed gets soaked from sweating. It's just it's just a brutal, brutal existence, and it puts me down for days and then it just goes away and it comes out of nowhere. And I have not been sick, knock on wood, invoking the wood spirits. Um, that's what that is. Knocking on the wood, believe it or not, means to invoke the wood spirits, but I'm going to knock on wood and that I haven't had it in a while and come to find out. I know that what happened to me Monday was brought on by myself of not taking care of myself, of hydrating properly. I've been drinking coffee, like it's the last coffee on earth and I want to get it all into my system. I go through stints like that where I overdo things where I did that with push-ups I do it I did it with drinking it's just my personality I tend to end up going all in and go overboard and so boy it was fine to fu- it was hard to find some happiness Monday but I guess I found my gratitude that it wasn't the cyclic vomiting and all I had to do was finally get some fluids into me slowly and once I was able to get the fluids in me keep them down and then uh feel better but boy it puts me to... dehydration is terrible I could never make it on that show naked and afraid I just would be tapping out the first day I'd be like uh where's the water source <laughs> Even if I had, a well, if I had a water source and a way to boil it and all that, I guess I'd be okay. But I still, I have a feeling that would be my problem. So I'm waiting to, or I did hear back from Nissan on Wednesday. I called and put in a claim because I had to have a $500 repair on my car already. And it was an electric motor on the radiator like a radiator have worked fine for hundreds of years since the invention of a car. I don't know how long a car, hundred years, not quite. And now radiators have louvers on them on the bottom that open and close with an electric motor to adjust the airflow. And that louver electric motor failed and broke and had to be replaced. And So yeah, I put in a claim and the lady at Nissan was really friendly. Now we're just waiting to hear back from the dealership. So she said she's going to be getting back to me Monday. And so fingers crossed that they might be able to help me out with some of the repair costs. I'm hoping you can't get what you don't ask for. It is my fourth Nissan in my life. My very first car was a Nissan Sentra. I should have known to never buy a Sentra again because that's what I ro- I rolled my first car, it was a 1991 Nissan Sentra, and I rolled it three times, once, end over end, and walked away from that accident, I was a young guy, just 21, and the car that I got totaled in, and had to get cut out of, was a Nissan Sentra, so I should have, well, it, it saved, they, both cars have saved my life, yeah. All right, stick around when we come back. We'll ramble a little bit more. We'll be right back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. So that Monday that I got sick, I was supposed to be going to meet up with my dive coach and talk about ordering some equipment and some scuba gear that I'm going to need. I'm definitely going to need a nice wetsuit. That's one of the things I do not want to skimp on. I don't want to be cold. I'm excited because I do my open water dive next weekend in the St. Lawrence. And the water temperature right now is a current currently balmy 60 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's chilly. That's at the surface. Once you go 5 feet, 10 feet down, it's going to be colder. I'm going to be diving up to 60 feet over a shipwreck. But I am really excited and I can't wait. So I had to cancel my meeting with Coach on Monday. That sucked. But I talked to him the other day and my fins came in. So I'm one step closer to my gear. So what I need now is a BCD, which is a buoyancy control device. I need some weights. I need a wetsuit. And that's it. Because my brother-in-law, my dive buddy, he's got like 10 scuba tanks. He's obsessed in a good way. So I'm so excited about that. Speaking of my brother-in-law, it was his birthday yesterday. So happy birthday, Jason. And I missed my brother's birthday on June 11th. I told you guys how that was the anniversary of my, my wife's first date. And I should have remembered right away also that it was my older brother's birthday, so happy birthday to my brother Chris. He doesn't listen to the show as far as I know, but happy birthday, Chris, to you, I love you, and to my brother-in-law, I love you too. So uh, if you do follow the show, you know that I've recently sponsored a race car yeah, and that's a lot of fun. And Jeff Sharkey, who I interviewed, came in fifth place last just this past weekend. I believe that's four races in a row with a top ten finish. So fantastic. Kudos to you. Congratulations, Jeff. And uh, it's groovy to see WLOAP.com on the side of his car. By the way, that's my website if it's your first time ever coming over here you can find all my contact info there of how to reach me, how to contact me, leave me voice messages, all that kind of stuff. So over the weekend though, we went for a bike ride. I remember me telling you how uh, Swiggo now down at Wright's Landing, the harbor. My, I live in a harbor town. And so there's a lot of things you can take advantage of. And if you don't own a boat, um, you're kind of missing out on a lot of the fun that a Swiggo has to offer. So, Oswego now is offering kayaks for rental, bike rentals, paddle boat rentals, and then they also have the new open water splash park with putt putt golf and a cornhole game that you can play. And we ended up taking the, the three wheel trike bikes out for a ride, and they were a blast. There's something definitely we're going to do again. They also have two fire pits now that you can rent and um, sit down. They've got a fire pit, and then you can watch the sunset right on beautiful Lake Ontario. We have some of the most beautiful sunsets in the world. I know it's so funny how every town, you hear all these little rumors, but I'm thinking back in 1996. And I could be totally off on this, but I think it was in 1996 that Swigger, New York was rated as one of the top five places in the world to see a sunset in the whole world. in this tiny little town that I live in, it's a city, but I like to call it a town because it's so small that we have some of the most beautiful, beautiful sunsets. And that's true. I've witnessed many living right here on Lake Ontario. So yeah, the bike ride was fun. It's 8 bucks an hour. It's worth It's worth 8 bucks. If you were going to do it all the time, it'd be worth buying a bike, I guess, but I don't know if I'd want to own a trike. I don't know. <laughs> it was fun though because you there's not as much concentration you're not really having to balance as much. It's just go for a ride and go, but we started going and uh, we, we ran into a little conundrum. I'll let you know what happened when we come back. Yeah. All right, so we're riding on these bikes, and my wife is going ahead of me, but I have to be, there's a big kid in me still, so I have to pedal as fast as I can and kind of go whizzing by her. You know, I just want to go whizzing by her. So she giggles and starts pedaling real fast to catch up with me. And I look over my rear view shoulder. I almost said rear view mirror. Just looked over my rear view shoulder. I looked over my shoulder. <laughs> oh. And uh, uh, next thing I know, I see she's like gone totally awry. She's gone into the muck, into where they've just gotten ready to plant flowers and into like mulch and lost a little bit of control. And I'm like, I turned around. I'm like, what'd you do, Richard? Tommy boy. And, um, she, she's like, I don't know. I'm like, holy cow. And we get her bike out. I'm like, let's change bikes. And I get on her bike and I can barely pedal it. I'm like, how the heck are you pedaling this thing? And we hadn't even left the parking lot of where we were borrowing the bike. So we're like, let's bring them back. And we bring it back, and the back wheel, um, was bent in, so it was towing in, so I no wonder she lost control. I don't even know how she was able to ke- pedal the dang thing, but here they are, brand new, and they already had to have one of them that had to be brought down to a local bike shop and get serviced. All right, what else was I going to talk to you about? Um... I started, well, Monday I planned on it, and I got sick. And then so, so Tuesday I started back on my push-ups because I, I had to take a break. My shoulder, just I really wrecked it from overdoing it on push-ups. But I am back on those, and they feel good, and I'm feeling pretty strong, feeling good about that, feeling in shape for scuba diving. i got to get my lower body in shape though. And I hate running. That's terrible. So right now it's track time. Usually my wife and I will go to the middle school and walk around the track. And there's also a nature path behind the middle school that's beautiful to walk. Just really, really, really nice to walk. My painting, which I've talked to you more than once about, I really committed to quite a bit the uh, The other night, and it was I was just really um, anxious, couldn't settle down, and I'm like, "Let me try to pay, paint." And it really helped calm my anxiety, and I was able to get a lot of paint down on the canvas, and it's really coming along nicely now. So it looks looks pretty good, pretty good. I'm liking it. Me like. All right. Um, what are we going to do? I know that we have, uh, we have a phone call. Yeah, I love getting phone calls. I love hearing. So we'll play a phone call. We'll also head on over to the fact site and learn something. And we'll head on over to the History Channel's website and see if we can learn something then, too. So let's do that. Let's take off. And uh, do that right when we come back. Stick around. Yay! We're back. All right. What do we have? We're heading on over to the history channels and website. We're going to get a wrinkle on our gray matter and learn something. On this day in history, June 18th, the War of 1812 begins. June 18th. You know, the War of 1812 touched right here in the city of Oswego, New York. And um, it's called the Battle of Oswego, is what we call it here. And it was a successful raid by the British. It started on May 6, um, 1814. Ran for three days here in Oswego. The bombing was so loud you could hear it from Kingston, Ontario, Rochester, all the all the way. Fort Ontario was outnumbered. There was only three hundred men under command of uh, George Mitchell. We have a street called Mitchell Street, and James Yo was the commander of the British forces, but we only had uh, about three hundred. Three hundred. They had about 550 soldiers, 400 marines, about 200 sailors, eight warships. Um, The flag that was captured is in a kingdom, or a kingdom, in a castle over in Europe. I know that um, the Fort Ontario has tried to get that flag back. It was on a flag post that was nailed to the top, and one of the British soldiers climbed it and tore it down, it'd be nice to have that flag back. But yeah, that that started today and this day, Battle of, or uh, War of 1812. It's really an unknown war, but um, that was a really pivotal um, war for us, and it really allowed the British to say, you know, these, these, these young snot-nosed kids are here to stay. All right, uh, here we go. Speaking else some more. In France in 1815, Napoleon defeated at Waterloo. Napoleon defeated at Waterloo. Women's history, 1983. Where were you in 1983? I know I was riding my bike someplace hard because I loved to ride my bike when I was a kid. Sally Ride becomes American... The first American woman in space on the space uh, shuttle Challenger. I've seen those go up, space shuttles. It's pretty neat. World War II, 1940. Hitler and Mussolini meet in, meet in Munich. Speaking of meetings, we just had a Biden and Putin meeting. wonder how that went. Sports, 1960. Arnold Palmer wins the U.S. Open way back in 1960. Only thing Arnold Palmer kids know he's famous for is his iced tea. But when I was growing up, I was I always knew he was a great golfer. Um, U.S. President, seventeen ninety eight, President John Adams oversees passage of the first of the Alien and Sedition Acts. Of Alien and Sedition Acts. It, it. Um, tch, tch, tch. Art, literature, and film history. Nineteen sixty-seven, the Montreal Pop Festival reaches its climax. Montreal Pop. I would love to have grown that. Nineteen seventies. Nineteen seventy-two, jet crashes and take after takeoff at Heathrow, killing one hundred and eighteen people. Sadly, rest in peace. 1984, a radio host is gunned down for his controversial views. Talk radio host Alan Berg is gunned down and killed instantly in the driveway of his home in Denver, Colorado on June 18, 1984. He was only 50. Um, American Revolutionary War, 1778, the British abandoned Philadelphia. And I think that sums up mostly on the History Channel. There's a lot more that you could learn, and I hope that you got at least a little wrinkle on your brain. Just a little one. Stick around when we come back. We'll uh, we'll head on over to the fact site. Burn rubber. Let's go. So magically, we're back. We are at thefactsite.com. And I wanted to give some facts about E.T., the extraterrestrial. The reason why is we just talked about him the other day on this day of history about how the movie had been released, and I think it was in 1982 or 81, 1981 or 82. E.T. is possibly the first alien character that... that viewers truly adored. You know, he just, people instantly fell in love with him. Three different actors voiced E.T. The creating the voice of E.T. was challenging, and when the film was produced in 1982, special effects were very limited. The, very fir- the first voice of E.T. was Steven Spielberg's himself, as he read from a script to help the children actors practice their scenes. This was later replaced with the voice of Deborah Winger. However, this didn't make the final cut. The main voice of E.T. was Pat Walsh, who was not an actor at the time, but had this perfectly deep, raspy voice that Spielberg had envisioned for E.T. She, Pat Walsh, was a chain smoker and claimed to have smoked two packs of cigarettes a day to maintain her rough voice whilst recording for E.T., her voice was mixed with the sounds of animals breathing for the final edit. Hmm. E.T. was produced on a pu- into a puppet to use on screen. In the scenes where E.T. was not represented in a suit with an actor, E.T. was essentially just a puppet. The puppet of E.T. was a logistical nightmare but created a lifelike alien for scenes where E.T. stayed in one place. The robotic puppet was bolted onto the floor so that the cables could be fixed into place but hidden. However, Spielberg had to hire Caprice Roth, a mime artist, to control E.T.'s hands. Oh, cool. Roth provided smooth, lifelike hand gestures, unlike the sharpness of a robot. She wore gloves that were the same texture as ET's skin, so her hands would blend with the rest of the puppet. Remember how long ET's fingers were? There were many versions of ET created to suit different scenes. For full-body shots that allowed ET walking around, two actors were hired: uh, Tamara D. Truex and Pat Billon, both around two foot ten. Tall wore E.T. suits for the scene where the alien is walking around. As well as these two actors, 12-year-old actor Matthew Dermot, bo- born with no legs, played E.T. in scenes where the alien fell over. Dur- Dermot had, des- uh, had a specially designed E.T. suit that allowed him to walk on his hands. E.T.'s favorite candy was supposed to be M&M's, not Reese's Pieces. But um, the Mars Corporation, which owned M&M's, refused to let Spielberg use their candy as E.T.'s favorite, favorite treat. So Spielberg had approached Hershey's instead. Hershey's was launching the Reese's Pieces, so they saw an opportunity to market their product. Hershey's paid $1 million to Spielberg for promoting rights. E.T. was released June eleventh, 1982, and, and within two weeks of the premiere, Reese's Pieces, soared ri- excuse me, Reese's Pieces sales rose by 65%. So, I can't believe M&M would turn down Spielberg, you know, but hey, I, it turned Reese's Pieces popular. I'd still rather have an m and than a Reese's, though. Um, there's a wax figure of E.T. in Madame Tussauds' wax, famous wax museum. Um, E.T. has no specified gender, it says. In an interview with Spielberg, revealed that the the character of E.T. was intentionally to be genderless, more like a plant than a mammal. The main inspiration for E.T.'s look came from a painting. The character of E.T. was supposed to be an alien that didn't look like aliens had before. E.T. had to be friendly and approachable rather than scary and gruesome. The main inspiration for the looks came from a painting, Woman of Delta, painted by special effects artist Carlo Rombardi in 1952. And now we know. There's some more facts that you can learn on the facts site. And I encourage you to go over and get a tiny wrinkle on our brain. We'll be right back. <laughs> well, that's a way to come back. So, uh, I want to finish off the show with. Oh, I still got a phone call to play, but I wanted to. I want to start doing a dad joke. A friend of mine, Lisa, who I've known forever. She said, you know, I did a little dad joke, which I put up on my Instagrams quite a bit. And she goes, you should use that for Monday's show. So maybe that would be a new theme where I'll throw in a dad joke. I happen to be a dad. I am older. And uh, why not? So here we go. Why does a chicken coop have two doors? Why does a chicken coop have two doors? Because if it had four doors... It would be a chicken sedan. Yeah, it would be a chicken sedan. (laughs) All right, I know. Let me um. Let me pull up the, the old Anchor app. And see who called in to "We Live on a Planet." Well, I'm pulling up the Anchor app, I want to let you know, you can call into We Live on a Planet at going to WLOAP.com. There's a little phone icon, you touch that, it's going to ring five times before it picks up and goes to my voicemail, and then we can play it on the radio, but if you're using the Anchor app, it's super easy, you do just like what Tanika Drake did. Here we go. Hey, Patrick, it's T. Drake from God's Gift to His Word. I haven't been over here in a little bit, but I want to come by and say hello. I hope you're doing well. I hope all is going well for you, even though we are going through a very unique time. I hope everything is still going well, and I've been seeing you do your thing on IG. So cool. So I will talk to you later. I hope you're having a great day. Uh, Stay doing what you do and continue to share and keep going, my friend. Take care. God bless. Thank you, Tanika. That means an awful lot to me. I really get a lot of encouragement from you when you reach out to me. Those little words of keep going, we're here, we're listening uh, makes me feel good. You know, it's just it's a great feeling. We've got 490 some odd episodes that we've been working on together. And if you've been h- here with me since the beginning, thank you for sticking around with me and thank you for joining my journey while I just kind of learn and uh, experiment with things, thoughts, ideas. We practice our thought process over here at We Live on a Planet. So thank you so much for your time, the most valuable gift you could ever give me. I look forward again to talking to you again real soon. And stay safe and have a fantastic weekend. I'll talk to you again real soon.